Hi, and welcome to the Comedy Defect Podcast. My name is Winter Fonander. I am a comedian. I have had a very busy week this week. I'm getting married in September. I don't know if you know this. I'm trying to get everything together. And I was doing the gardening, trying to make preps for that, emptying houses, taking stuff to charity. My neighbour went mental at me because I cut the bushes at the back of the house and my neighbour went mental at me because he thinks that it's stopping the sound of the traffic travelling to his house. I'm I'm destroying the acoustics of his house. This guy is two doors down from me and I was up a ladder at the time painting the house and he was trying to tell me this and while the guy was cutting the branches with a chainsaw I was like I'm sorry man I cannot hear you. The guy did not see the irony of this, the fact that I cut down the bushes, ruining the acoustics. I couldn't hear him, but he didn't get that. I mean, well, what was I supposed to do? Glue the branches back on? He really lost his mind. And he said to me, it's people like you that are ruining this country. And I was like, well, that is a bit borderline, really. And he obviously voted out. That's what my week has been entailing. Painting, cutting grass, bushes. I'm trying to get things together for the wedding. It's been mental. This episode I recorded a few weeks ago with a guy called Michael Daly. The only people I have on this podcast are people I really get on with. Probably not going to get my neighbour on this podcast. Well, I don't think we're friends anymore. Uh, but that's how it is. Obviously, this guy just does not like change. I mean, I, I get it. But it wasn't encroaching on his territory or his castle. But he just did not like the fact that I changed his surroundings. And even on the smallest scale. But the guy we've got on the show today is a guy called Michael Daly. He's a comedian. He does a lot of prop stuff. A really fun guy. I've known him for a few years now, and you're really going to enjoy this. I had a lot of fun talking to him. You can download us via iTunes, or if you download the Podbean app, I can see all the statistics so I can lose myself in those. If you want to donate to the podcast, we're on Patreon. Just type in the Comedy Defect Podcast, and we're there. You can donate to us. But if you can't donate or kick something back to us, just leave us a nice review on iTunes or Podbean because it really helps. You can follow us on Twitter at The Comedy Defect or you can follow me and that's at Winter Phonander or you can visit the website which is winterphonander.com to see all my live gig dates there. I'm going to get round to the Guinness Jokes Encyclopedia thing which I'm going to read 30 pages but I've been mental busy with neighbours, painting, got a bit of a cough as well. It's been really hot here. I hope you enjoy this interview and chat with comedian Michael Daly. So what have you been doing this week? Anything exciting or interesting? Um, weirdly, something I haven't done today, but I got offered. I was supposed to be moving a sharp today. Moving a sharp? sharp. And what kind of sharp? Any um, it's a sculpture. It was at a hotel. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've been doing these, um, moving these sculptures for... Uh, a few years now, uh, I've got to know the artist, and they're huge, they're mm. huge things, and uh, I got offered that again today, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm doing a recording. Well, that's it, you know, you've you got to set your priorities, that's what you're going to do, you know? I thought you were saying they're going to give you the, the sculpture, it's like, well, you, you know, do you want to move it, or can, can you keep it? <laughs> so you've been doing that for a few years as well, for, for yeah, posh people. that's very... my, basically my housemate works for a gallery, mm. and you know, some of these jobs are, you know, 10 men jobs or, oh, wow. or whatever. And, um, and sometimes as well, he's double booked. So I do a bit of that. Mm. That's, uh, slightly more interesting than my proper day job, which is actually another job, mm. uh, which is newspaper delivery. 
Yeah, I enjoy working for the gallery. Yeah, but it's only like one a month. That's a job. So yeah, yeah, millionaires. Yeah, they ever give you any like decent like you know kind of here's a tip or like you know twenty quid twenty quid they got got two two twenty pounds two days running. Last weekend. Do they look you in the eye when they're giving you the money, or they just kind of like they just go, "There's a twenty and they just like they know you're going to take it. You just look away. They can. They, they have, no, they go have a drink on it. So <laughs> oh, that's all right. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. No, yeah. yeah. It's just see how the other half live. Um, the guy last week, he had all these uh, letters from John Major in his toilet. Yeah, <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. How, that's how connected he was. Wow. Yeah, Jesus, I don't know. He's some retired army bloke. But, uh, God, were they laminated? No, he, he put them in those little frames <laughs> yeah, from, you know, like, power shop frames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, you must really love John Major, huh? D- letters from him, yeah? Don't yeah, know. yeah. Were they com- after he complained, or...? Oh, I, d- I don't know. I didn't, I didn't sort of yeah. read them all. I wasn't taking pictures. that long. <laughs> taking pictures of all of them. <laughs> Damn it! Never mind. Any other kind of cool, like, people you've bumped shoulders with? Well, the thing is, they, they, don't like, they don't like you to talk about the work. You oh, know, right. You dropped it. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think it'll get nicked or something. But, oh, right. I mean, you can't really. You, you need a crane to lift some of these things. The the, the one with this um, Colonel bloke was very mm. nice because it was um, it was a swan on takeoff. Right. And we were just delivering that, and we were just going to put it in his garden. Yeah, he, he had the stream going through his garden as you do. Mm. What he had done, unbeknown to the artist, he'd gone and bought this oval piece of like mirror, but you can have it outside. Okay. And he, he put that down, bedded it into the lawn, uh, and it just looked like water. It was brilliant. It's a particular mirrored glass, new invention. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So it well, looked like the swan was in an actual pond. Well, And God. the artist was like, <laughs> you've taken this to a new level. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And this is just some old bloke. Mm. He, he said, yeah, just went on the internet and Googled mirrored glass. <laughs> Jesus. And laser cut. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, these things are like thousands and thousands. I bet the artist was like, Nick, I'm having that. Yeah, yeah, area. I said to him, I said, you're going to do loads of animals jumping water now, aren't you? <laughs> this bloke already had three. He already had three of these. They're, they're about 30 grand inch. These, the mirrors? These, no, oh, the, 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 the swan. The sculptures. Oh, right, the sculpture, right. But they're life-size horses and things like that. Wow, Jesus. I've got yeah. some pictures, I'll show you. No, but coming to Nick something like that, like, oh, look, here, mate, I've got a swan, I've got a nice swan for you. Oh, yeah, cheers, yeah, oh, I've been waiting for a swan, I've waiting for someone to swell me a 30 grand swan, oh, yeah. Where I live as well, you couldn't, I couldn't put anything out front, like, a nice Buddha, or something that's going to create some nice ambience to the front of the house, or something like that, because as soon as I put that out, someone's going to nick it, and if they can't nick it, they're going to smash it. Broken, thanks. Do you remember there was a phase in the 80s on... Um, People were nicking garden names. Yeah. And then they would send a postcard. Yeah, that was great. That was great. That's it. With the name of the gnome yeah. sign saying yeah. that he was in Spain. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's the great. The got onto that. It, it went around the world a few yeah. times, didn't it? Yeah, gnomes did go missing an awful lot, yeah, for sure. No one sends postcards anymore, do they? No. That's the problem. It's like if you have to get they an email address. They die, don't they? Just come back from Ikea. You're busking there, Mike. <laughs> Michael's hat. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just threw his hat down and uh, expected you to throw some <laughs> coinage into it. You did well for a while, but hey, look, you didn't do that well. I don't need, I don't need change on me right now. Just in case people don't understand what the hell we're talking about. A hat has fallen on the floor, which is Michael's hat. That's why I thought he was going to be busking. But anyway, that's it works for uh, works for a podcast. But yes, yeah, so I went to Ikea today already. But yeah, it was, it was it's Ikea, isn't it? I, I hate going. I didn't want to go. We went the first time and the southern missus went, oh yeah, well, 
will we'll get the name of the thing and we'll go back and we'll get it online. Have you ever been online for IKEA? It's a nightmare. It, it is. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, where's the where's the thing? It's like being in the shop. It's like you're like they've made it exactly like the shop. You're like, well, where is the search thing? Okay, I've got to go through here. Oh look, what's this? It's just so distracting, you know. So we finally managed to. Well, actually, my girlfriend managed to put the code in here because you know it's too much. And then we were like, oh wait, this doesn't come with the things that we want. The shop had the ones fitted how we wanted it. Website doesn't actually have. It how we want it. It's got something completely fucking different. It's got like one braille and then like two drawers. And we wanted fully kitted out, fully pimped out, you know. So we had to go back today to get the thing done. You know, you're waiting in the queue and there's people just cutting you up in the queue as well. And I was, I was like, can you not see? You just, this queue is here. It's not on the other side. Anyway, it was just it was infuriating. I do hate IKEA. Things have gone up in IKEA though. They're not cheap anymore. They've kind of they, they lured everyone in with like pound laundry baskets and fifty p pillows. And now there's a cushion. Get for twelve quid. I'm like twelve quid for a cushion. I'm like probably to put it together yourself. I hate it. I was like oh, so we did that and then you know it was ridiculous. I think I think IKEA is only good for one thing and that is like the, the hot dogs and the meatballs and stuff. Yeah. At one time I used to work in Finchley mm. uh, and still commute from Windsor. And so I passed Ikea Wembley every morning. So I went in there for breakfast. It used to be like a quid. 169. <laughs> it's 169 now. It's gone up. Even they've got a food area now, don't they? Like a little court thing, a little, little supermarket section. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, it's filled with herrings and, and other uh, Swedish stuff, I guess. Those hot dogs are kind of looking going, well, you know, they, they, they're a bit too cheap, aren't they, really? You're not really sure what, what, is, what is in them. Oh, these are made of chipboard as well. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but you went for for breakfast. Did you, why did, did you stop going? What happened? Um, I just got changed shop basically. They used to, they used to move me around because I didn't mind travelling, whereas a lot of the other drivers only wanted to do their hometown for their home shop. And mm. So whenever recruitment came up, they would just advertise all the shops and see who applied, and mm. then move me to wherever they, they didn't get anybody applying for. So. Yeah. Which is quite nice, I suppose. You, I, I sort of had my fill of different areas after every sort of four years. So yeah. In a way, it wasn't wasn't bad. Yeah. I remember once going to to IKEA. We needed to get a bit of furniture. This was me and my ex. We'd heard <laughs> all these horror wait, wait, stories. This is, I love the way that you've broken up with her. And this is after IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> so, was it was it the, 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 the straw on the camel's back? Just like, well, fuck it. You know, you just left her there. You just walked away. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, Didn't help. Yeah, we heard all these bank holiday horror stories. Okay. Uh, that, that, you know, you, well, you couldn't even get around the, the North Circle for people mm. going to IKEA and all that. So we thought we'll go the day before because we had to buy it for whatever reason quickly. Mm. So we thought we'll be there for nine o'clock in the morning. So, of course, the place was deserted and there was just one guy coming towards. And I was like, I recognise this. Who is this? And um, my girlfriend went, that, that's Colbert from Zodiac Mind Warp. Right. So he was in there at right. nine o'clock buying a bookcase with his missus. No. So we went, went and said hi. Because indirectly my girlfriend had a connection to him. He didn't know her, but her brother was a producer who, who had worked with him. Mm-hmm. So we knew of him, so we said hi. Oh, I said, oh, this is Rick's sister. All oh, right, hi, and all that. And he goes... 
do you know what you said? You're the only people that could have recognised me in here. <laughs> and you have. I mean, nobody else oh, knew no. who he was. You know, he's dressed quite down. Yeah. You know. it's, like, it's, it's like comedy, isn't it? Comedy and Ikea, the great levellers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they, make, they humble everyone. We came here for a fucking cupboard. I don't, I don't need a fucking laundry basket, okay? Look, we've got bulbs. We've got bulbs at home. We don't need the fucking Ikea bulbs. You know what I'm oh, 1,000 <laughs> candles. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look, we have electricity at home. We do not need any more candles. Oh, they're scented. Oh, wonderful. That last uh, Ikea story. Um, I, I have been in Ikea with a comedian. Actually, oh, yeah. Because um, I helped move her. And then she's like, well, the van's here, so I go and get yeah. my new furniture. So I did, I did that as well. That, that's my so job, like, moving comedians. I've, yeah. I've moved five now. They know you. They, and I've had repeat business from two of them. Oh, yeah? That's good, man. That's it. Comedy does pay the bills. It, I've heard more from that than I have in actual comedy. More oh, from moving comedians. Well, that's it. You know, you think it's like, you know, some people branch off into sitcoms, uh, and Michael, but you seem to have branched off into comedian removals. <laughs> That's, that's good. We've all got to find our, our, our place, haven't we, really? You know, this is it. Hey, I'm sweating. I am actually sweating. Yeah. I, I think it... What is it? Just thinking about Ikea? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about all the people you've moved. It's like, oh my God, it is, it is it's quite scary, all right, in there. But, um, no, I thought you said name names, I was thinking, I thought, no, no. no, oh, no, 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 no. We'll have to redact that otherwise, you know. Yeah, um, but well, I mean, unless they had some weird shit, you had to, had to move. What kind of stuff did they have? Nah, was it some just, real just all, freaky all, stuff. All average, all average stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just microphones and just uh, notebooks. They're not even as interesting as that, really. No, just very normal shit. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, <laughs> for, the benefit, for the benefit of listeners, <laughs> I were just carrying that torch on I, there. I'm wearing like, a t-shirt with um, with Dyson. Uh, the other night, I was at a gig and. Um, Remember the audience came up to me and said, oh, love your T-shirt, mate. Yeah. Another comedian came up and said, love your T-shirt, mate. Right. And you, you just, start, just as you start to feel quite cool yeah. and cocky about it, right. another bloke walked up and he went, really? <laughs> oh, no. hey, well, Who I knew. Yeah. Who I knew. Yeah, like you're saying, leveller. That's it. You, you, you had the buffer, though. You had the two compliments and then a slam. That was it. You know, the rule of three... Da, da, slam. It's, it's an album cover, actually. Oh, is it? it oh, called, right, right. For Lisa Hannigan. The, okay. It's called See So. Okay. So these are actually uh, material. You can see more on the album cover. Yeah. That she actually made that. I guess they knew the cover itself, the, the album, I guess. I don't think anybody does now. Oh, okay. I, I just, I just like, well, I like Lisa Hannigan, but I actually like that design. So yeah. I thought, well, I'll, I'll get the T-shirt. Weirdly, although I'm really into music, I... Never been much into to band t-shirts and parading yeah. who you like. I think the only time I've done it, if I like the actual design. Mm. I bought one of Lemon Jellies recently, which they have oh, lots yeah. of bubbles on. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And when it arrived, it was like for a six-year-old. Oh, no. <laughs> but you've so I gave it, gave it to a niece as a crop top. <laughs> but you, you've, you've a bit as well that you have the, the washing machine... A bit, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Do you still do that bit? No, I branched off, which I don't, I don't want to talk about no, too that's much, but I will. No, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new bit. I just talk about Ryan Adams for for um, for the whole set now. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm quite excited about that because I suppose that's combined my musical interest with my comedy at last. I'm okay. trying to do it. Yeah, for for years. Ryan Adams. Adams. Ryan Adams with an R. I quite like it. Obviously, it works on that that play mixing the two guys. Mm. So, and mm. um, yeah, I, I've been more excited about that than any other uh, other piece I've written. Yeah, because I think I think it's quite niche. It, it works well. And that's it. You need to, to join it to for it to flow anyway. It's you? getting longer and longer. And I, 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 ideally, I thought it'd be great if I could write an hour on it. But mm. I don't know if that is possible. I bought a job lot of his uh, albums. I right. fifteen the other day on on Amazon, and, and it's weird. He's the sort of person that is um, successful but not well known, which is handy, really. Isn't yeah, it? and I think that works better. That most people don't know who he is. Here. Mm-hmm. Um, I get I usually get about one audience member a gig who does. Yeah. Uh, not so much so that they're going to hate you if you do really well with this bit there. <laughs> yeah, because it's slightly negative towards him in some right. ways, although I'm a big fan. Yeah, he's done eight, 18 albums. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he's not a household name. So. But does it work on the fact that no one knows him? Yes. Oh, that's good then. Yeah, it's really better. That one person's just agreeing with you, going, yeah? And yeah, sometimes they pipe up the answer. But it, oh, okay. it works okay because it works off. Somebody saying the answer and somebody else saying a wrong answer. Right. Got you, yeah, yeah. Hard to explain. No, it. because it's, it's a play on the word of Brian Ad- oh, right. Well, that, that's yeah, one yeah. bit. Uh, there's lot, lots of other bits. Guess, guess the lyric. And, oh, yeah. And yeah. All, there's all sorts of bits. I think I saw, that, I think I saw that the other night. You, and you oh, did yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. a little bit. Of yeah, that. yeah. But are you it's still... getting bigger. It's getting bigger. Oh, yeah? It's a longer, longer set now. If I have only five, I did the latter part and mm-hmm. the newer bit. Did you white, paint your face like a clown and stuff as well? That was that was actually just for a a birthday party. Oh right! I thought I've made more effort with my outfit for a birthday party yeah. than I ever do for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought, well, that's when I started to wear the Harley Quinn um, jacket. Yeah. Then was mm-hmm. after that um, party. That was for. Um, I'm sure she won't mind saying that was for um, Midge's Midge Year's daughter's right party, who mm. I vaguely know. Mm. I'd like to say friend, but I'd, I'd be exaggerating. Mm. I'd say more of an acquaintance. Mm. But uh, yeah, she had a party and a gig. It was. She's been at Isle of Wight Festival. Oh yeah, and she had a stage there herself. It's called Circular Quirk. And um, they do all the clown and hoops and yeah. uh, fire eating, I suppose, right. and all that sort of stuff. So she's gone into that sort of niche now, rather than singing, which she used to do. Seems to be a new successful thing for Are you wearing the Harlequin jacket now? Or are you just um, no, I, I felt it didn't work with the, with the music bit. Mm. I thought the sort of trilby and the, the, the average Joe jacket seemed to work better with that. Yeah. I, did, I didn't want it to sort of detract, because... Harlequin was a bit like a clown. Yeah. It doesn't, I, don't, I don't think it worked with the music. Yeah. So. It can't just be half in, half out. Because if you go up there, I guess, with like a, a Harlequin jacket and the clown face and then you start just doing your stuff, it gets a bit jarring, isn't it? Unless you were like fully clown and just sort of like do some weird stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think I can... I'd like to. Mm. I, I, I've watched I've watched like modern clowns, if you like. I saw one especially at uh, the Phoenix in London. He was great. I, I admire that, but I don't think I could write that sort of material. Mm. Uh, well, if the material's actually a bit of exaggeration, <laughs> really, isn't it? <laughs> the clown in it. It's all spurt at the moment, isn't yeah, it? In the moment. Sorry, that's I, how they really I did a clown course the other day. I, I just wanted to see what it was like, you know? Yeah. I enjoyed the first half, because it's like four types of clown, I think. Got, like, the tragic clown... 
pathetic clown, normal basic mind type thing, you know. Mm. Whoever is listening to it, if any clowns are listening to this, they're going to be like, no, it's fucking not that at all. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter. And then the last one is the buffoon, of course, right? Right. And I did this gig in Taunton uh, the night before, and like everything I was emceeing, and I was, I was, everything I was doing, like I do a bit of material, they'd be, they'd like it. Never felt that you had a handle on them. Like, you know, some gigs you go, right, got this, I know what they want, I'm doing this. You never felt like you're winning all the time, so you had to keep changing it, like a like a Rubik's cube of just okay, they've moved. Okay, we need to change this up a little bit. In the end, I just had to kind of play with the audience and just talk to them because there were a room full of characters. I had to clown. I was basically clowning, but that was the buffoon. You know, I had to keep them in line to police them in in a way that staying fun and you're being the joke, the complete like buffoon. So I did this course, and the guy at the end there was one part of it right, like you had a jumper and go. Now, pretend this jumper is a dog, and all of these other people who are in, in the class have done, like, all the, the, the other three types of clown. Well, I'm missing three clowns here in order to do the fourth clown. Okay, so I'm totally stuck. It was a nightmare. But there's different elements of the clowning that incorporate into stand-up, but it's only, like, it's like improv. You can only use so much of the those types of improv skills, because it's not exactly the same as improv, is it, when you're doing a stand-up set. It, it's stand-up improv. It's not, give me a word... Okay, dungarees. You know, we did that gig, didn't we? Yeah. And we were like, oh, look, look, I wonder who's in improv here. How many people are wearing dungarees? Oh, you're all wearing dungarees. You're, it's the improv uniform, isn't it? That's what we were saying. It's, but it's not the same thing, you know? It's because they have something to banter off, don't they? Mm. I um, I remember, like, drama at um, what you'd call middle school. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And... I, I, it, again, with that, I'd go along with some of it and then, and then they'd get to that point where they'd say pretend you're a teapot and yeah. I'd be like even at seven years old right I've had enough now this is shit <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose it's the same yeah. with the clown I'd only go along so much with the clown and yeah. I think that that I would say that's true for the majority of stand-up comedians mm-hmm. I, I, I can't see many of us crossing over mm-hmm. yes use elements by all means mm-hmm. but I think I think a lot of it would wind a lot of us up go into some other acts about it and they said that, that it's very intense a lot of the clown courses mm. and in each sort of class there's, there's, there's somebody that ends up mm. crying it's that intense yeah. and then the instructor goes now you've got it <laughs> <laughs> each other was a great one <laughs> well, I, I, I was taking the mix out of a friend of mine who did but I said oh come on the clowning course I said well yeah. you know 50 different ways to throw a custard pie and he's, he's like no come on it's so much more than that yeah, at least 100 Michael you don't have done your, your homework to and then he was like how are you going to get there and I said I'll, I'll go in the van you know and yeah. I'll drive everywhere and I said yeah, the doors will fall off on the way there <laughs> 100 people in the van why did you get into comedy then, Michael? Um, this sounds like uh, Britain's Got Talent story, if I, if, I, if I do it. Yeah. I was on Twitter. Initially, I wasn't even doing doing uh, uh, comedy jokes, mm. if you like. I, I was quite into street art. Mm. That was the first thing. Okay. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd tweet pictures of stuff I'd found in London and a bit of background on it, and mm. I met some of the artists, and a little bit involved in it, mm. and then I, as you do, they used to have a thing that they don't now, where you could see random tweets of people you didn't follow, oh, okay. that that went a long time ago, mm-hmm. I think it was, it was just called a timeline, I think, mm. and um, I saw this guy, uh, Simon Evans it was, 
uh, I didn't know him until other people would have done it. I didn't know him at all. I just said, this bloke is really funny on Twitter. Yeah. But it wasn't just... But then it went beyond just the funniness. I thought, he's a very intellectual and interesting person. I liked all the other stuff he talked about. Uh, and then he said he was going to do a... Um, he was going to do a, a warm-up for his show... Mm. Uh, which I went to see at the King's Head. So that was my first introduction to the King's Head. Uh, it was a great night. I think I even ended up speaking to him. And I met some other Twitter people there as well. Mm. Uh, Matt Leeds, who used to write... Um, I, well, he, he wrote a lot of things, actually. He wrote a... Um, he wrote a sitcom, which I've forgotten the name of, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, but he wrote a pilot as well for, for Lee Evans, the one where he... He's in the street and he's supposed to meet his girlfriend's parents and he goes to the wrong house. Right. That, he wrote that. Anyway, he was there as well. This sounds Long-winded like, story. This sounds it? like when, when Twitter was like, it actually, when whoever you follow, you actually turned up and you actually literally yeah, yeah. did follow those people. Yeah, yeah. Interested. You know, because <laughs> yeah. now... Yeah. <laughs> this is old-school, old-fashioned Twitter when you actually gave a shit who you followed and not just because they're following you. You know, it, it, it's insane, isn't it? Sorry. It was, it was, no, I, I went off on a tangent. I, I, I could have could have uh, condensed that, but uh, yeah, it's nice to give a bit of background. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I saw the warm-up <laughs> show that he did. Yeah. And then I... Uh, I followed it. ...went to see... <laughs> <laughs> I went to see the proper show at Twickenham. Yeah, I'm so I'm there in the audience. Yeah, and right. the MC comes up and he says, "Yeah, uh, I'm sorry to say that that the first act that's on isn't here. Oh, because he's stuck in traffic. Fair enough." So he said, and the guy who's on after him has forgotten he's even gigging. Oh no! And we run him and he's at home. Right. And of course, the guy who's on third isn't due on till. 10 o'clock and so no one is here basically so he said does anybody want to get on stage and do a bit because he said like we're desperate yeah and I thought well I've written a few funny tweets so I could do these and uh, there was a I thought oh shall I shan't I and I thought oh I don't know and I thought, do you know what? I'll wake up tomorrow and kick myself if I haven't done this. Mm-hmm. So I thought, right, I'll go for it. And loads of people rushed up to the MC. I got there first, but loads of people rushed up. And I got on the stage, I did my, like, one minute, which was five tweets. Uh, and I still end up writing very short jokes because of that. And it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the dog could have got up, then they would have still laughed, because, mm-hmm. you know. So it wasn't anything on my ability, but... I just thought that that was amazing that you had control of that room and mm. they were all laughing. You got bit. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, my opening thing, which I just said off the top of my head, was when I got such a round of applause, I was like, why are you applauding? You've heard nothing yet. Which got an even bigger <laughs> <laughs> response. Yeah. So I thought that was great. And um, so I came off after doing the, the, like five one-liners and I turned round and everybody else had bottled it. Which I'd have thought had been the complete opposite. Mm. I thought, like, he's done so well, we'll mm. go for it. They'd all gone. And I was like, can I go back on? And they're like, no, 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 come on. <laughs> don't milk it. <laughs> yeah, don't milk it, mate. So totally confident then. <laughs> I was only going to read them out the next time. Mm-hmm. I had them on post-it notes, literally. I thought, I, I could probably get away with it, but mm. no, they didn't. 
And um, I've never played such a big a gig again. (laughs) (laughs) Full room. And I've not even been back there either. It does as King said, yeah. No, no, um, this is a Twickenham, the um, Bear Cap. Oh, yeah, nice. Nice. That was about 130 people, I think, were there that night. That's good first gig, isn't it? It, Very nice. And then my first, if you like, proper gig um, was at uh, Spoonful of Poison. Mm. And I walked through the door, and the first person I met was the legend that is Dangerous T, and he said hi, yeah. and that was so nice, because, you know, it's all unfamiliar territory mm-hmm. to me, so, um, that, that was just typical of the open mic scene, that he was there mm-hmm. at the first one. He's been gone a while, and he, uh, Dangerous T, he's been <laughs> gone, how long has he been going? Well, it's rumoured, ten years It's rumoured, isn't it? It is rumoured. I, I don't know, but yeah, he was, he was at my first gig, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and every other gig... <laughs> <laughs> the guy gets around, doesn't he? The guy does a lot of gigging. He does. He really does. No, never mind. How did you get in? So I, oh, how did I? I, 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 did a, I did a course. Of, no, I did a course years ago in Stratford. A 20 quid this course was. This was like for every Monday night for like six weeks. 20 quid. Yeah, mate. You shouldn't do a comedy course. <laughs> 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 Around the back of this, like, ah, yeah. Um, the guy just had a joke book, and uh, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a little you know, crate. You had to bring your own seat. Um, and uh, there were drinks, but you didn't really want to do that if you wanted uh, to not get um, E. coli. The, I couldn't concentrate, really. I, I met, like, I was, you know how, like, when you're younger, you're, you're concentrating, and someone's telling you something, and you're going, yeah. And my focus goes... But you know when you, you kind of, zone out. Yeah, you zone in, but oh, zone out. Oh, you know right. what I mean? You kind of go. You know when you're talking to someone, right? And you're looking at them, and for some reason, your focal length of your eyes kind of gets their face just goes. Whoa. Did you ever get that happen? No. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> fucking weird. But I did the, the a gig at the end of the course, and we were supposed to do five minutes. I did twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but they were but I was so pumped and I got booked for another gig and I was like yeah I've, I've got I did 20 minutes no problem and then the guy, guy booked me for his pub gig it had been a, a Prince of, is it Princess of Wales pub in Stratford I think it was turned up there anyway somewhere in, in East London died on my fucking ass so badly I had one joke that went the MC went oh that, that other joke wasn't too bad that one joke in my set I, I think I think yeah I think when you first start, you've got uh, that little bit of enthusiasm, that little bit of naivety, yeah. and I think it carries you off. I think it's like a couple of gigs, yeah. and I, I think that seems to be true of most people. And then it's like there's something like the third gig, yeah. and then you die, and then you're back to reality mm-hmm. of, of the comedy scene, mm-hmm. and, then, and then you have to really you have to rewrite them for about the fourth one. I write every word out yeah. of, of my uh, jokes. I said mm-hmm. most of them are. 140 characters governed by me starting with Twitter. Yeah. So, but I'm trying, as I said earlier, I'm trying to get away from that now. But no, I write everything. Uh, even my so-called ablets in my set are written. Yeah. They, I just put on a different voice and they sound like they're not as rehearsed as the other bits. Right. But they're still rehearsed. Because I do a lot of driving, that's when most things uh, come to me. Yeah. And uh, so I did tweet them as I'm driving <laughs> so I don't forget them yeah um, but this year no I, I struggled a bit this year because I, I, I was very prolific uh, I'm not saying it was any good but I've got I've got like two solid books full of full mm. of material a lot of shit in there because I basically when I first started or for a good year 
I, d- I did a different set every week. Mm. It was just some of it was topical, or whatever. Mm. But then when I, I realised you're not supposed to do that, <laughs> you're supposed to have a set. And I joined the proper comedy circuit then, as opposed to variety night. Mm. I went back through it, and I, I could only pick like one out of each week. Yeah, the rest was so bad. I mm. realised. And so that's how I got my first set, was going getting one joke from every week for like the past year. Mm-hmm. And that was it. You know, this year I realised I, I had hardly written anything, mm. anything at all. So I thought, oh, this is, this, is, this is bad now. So what I did, I did, a, um, I did like four storytelling gigs. It was just to give myself a kick up the arse, I think. Mm. And, and I enjoyed those for that time because you were just given one word and then... You know, you had to come up with five minutes. Mm. And I thought, I'm not going to prepare this too much. I had a rough mm. idea of what I wanted to talk about. The occasion, because they wanted something from your past, which I thought was a good parameter. Mm. It had to be true, and yeah. it had to be happened to you personally. Not being told by a friend, because then you don't get the, the feelings mm-hmm. aspect of it. So, uh, I did four of those. Yeah, I enjoyed it because I've only ever performed them once. Mm. And sort of off the top of your head. I mean, usually on the journey there, I sort of had a good think about mm. it. But, you know, I didn't want to be too prepared. You, you can see the storytellers that, that were scripted, mm. and you think, you've told that story a hundred times. Mm, mm. Uh, there wasn't many of those. Most of them, uh, you know, were pretty in the same sort of place as me with theirs. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of newbies as well, and then you saw the seasoned ones. But I think that gave me a sort of kickstart again. Mm. Work clashed with it then. Mm. So I've not done any more. But I think, I, yeah, definitely kick-started me into doing it again. But And then that's how I thought, well, what can I do if I'm not writing one-liners? I know I'll involve my other interests. Hence, I've gone full circle back to develop that. So you're drawing Ryan from Adams own... set. Okay. Written about music, I suppose. So, so you're drawing from your own life now? Rather, and, and like your well, interests. my other interest, yeah, yeah, interest, yeah. Well, that's good because then you have like an emotion to, to like a, a through line for each of your uh, jokes if, if you need. It's like, oh, well, that's how I feel about this, yeah. And then so you can just tack everything else onto it throughout the, the set. And yeah, I, I think, I think we've all got to push ourselves and, and mm. stretch and, and go in different directions, different times, and try. Mm. Uh, I, I've done a few things that are different. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying any of them were any good, but I think we should all have a go. I mean, once I did a mind thing with with a piano, I only ever did that set twice. A mind thing? Yeah, I, I, I mind that I was playing a piano. Oh, mind, all right. And uh, I won't say his name, but there was a professional comedian there, and he was like, I really enjoyed that. Not many other people did, <laughs> to be honest, but he, he said he did. I, 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 as I said, I only did that twice. That was just to do something different. Another time, it wasn't really comedy, but I got to a gig and I, I put my set down and thought, no, I'm just going to talk about Twitter. Mm. It was more of a lecture. Mm-hmm. Talk about Twitter and the, the guy that got... He, he was taken to court for the for the threatening tweet. And that's the thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pun here. It all blew up. <laughs> it, all blew, it all blew up, didn't it? And, and yeah. everybody was sort of threatened on Twitter, really. Right. By... Can you say this and can you not say yeah, certain words? And so I, I was very involved with that actually. What was it? What was the tweet? I forgot. Uh, he was a threatening tweet. It was it was to do with the airport because he was expecting. I think it was a girl he'd never met. Who, mm. who, I think he subsequently. I think they're married, but I think it was the first time he was going to so meet. Well, then. Yeah. yeah, 
I think it was the first time he was going to meet her. I might be wrong. Yeah. But he... And it was to do with the weather and her arriving on the plane. And it's it, it was something like, uh, you know, if she doesn't get you, I'm going to blow the airport up or something. Right. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because we all copied the tweet mm-hmm. afterwards and mm-hmm. everybody else sent the same tweet to see if we were all going to get arrested, which, of course, we wouldn't to prove how stupid it was. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was quite involved with that. So I did I did a set just talking about how involved I was with that. Again, to do something different. Of course, there were certain bits of that story were mildly yeah. amusing. What I'm getting back to is about pushing yourself and doing something different. What did you compare it with? Like, cause with one of the I, I think, think one of the points that I made, and I, I sent it to his lawyer, actually, mm. was that he started with an expletive, is that the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for? He went, it's something like... It, it was almost like, oh shit! It's uh, I, I thought, who sends a threatening tweet with oh shit? Mm. And also, the, one of the judges' points was that what if some hypothetical sixty-year-old who's taken a flight sees this tweet while she's booking? Mm. And it was like, well, that, that's a load of problems, you know. You, only if you followed this guy would you see the tweet. Mm-hmm. And Graham Lynham was heavily involved in it, and he uh, and, and Al Murray and, mm. and this that, and the other. You know, went to court. And it was a benefit gig, which I think I attended, mm. and then there was a nice after party, which I attended, mm. and then there was an an inner circle after party oh, within right. the after party that I attended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was all quite nice. I got a nice quote from that because Al Murray was, was walking past mm. at one point and he said to me, he said, that's the only man that could get away with wearing that hat. <laughs> it wasn't that one, unfortunately. It was, yeah. it was, the, it was the black cap. That, that was quite nice. It was cool. Um, I had a chat with him about comedy, yeah. as, as you do, since he was there. Mm. And who else was there? Um, Stephen Mangan, right. actor. actor. Uh, East Wing, West Wing. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've yeah, seen one of those shows. I've seen it, but I don't know which one he is. Is he the guy, the, the sort of frizzy black hair? Because I didn't know who he was at the party, I must admit. Yeah. I, well, I knew he was a celeb. I got yeah. that. You can just get that straight away with mm. some people. Yeah. But I, I, I personally, I had no idea who he was. I don't watch a lot of television. Mm-hmm. And I think even when I started comedy, I, I started to watch even less. Well, that's great. I thought, especially comedy, at that time... I didn't want to get influenced, yeah, too much. Now, now I've I've got past that and over myself, sort of. Thing. Yeah, Netflix, and um, I, I watch I watch certain comedy now. But then, some of that after you've watched it, you think, why should I watch it? Yeah, yeah some of these live from Apollo, some of them are terrible. Mm. I must admit, mm. some of them are great, some of them are terrible. Yeah, uh, I've seen some BBC Three stuff as well, and, and that was. That was diabolical, really? and that got taken off the air, obviously. Uh, yeah, booster and you think I can understand why? Because mm. some, some, some of it, some of it was groundbreaking, but there was I mean, a it, lot of crap. It's like with, it's like with Netflix. You know, there's, there's a lot of people doing their specials for Netflix, and you're going. I've seen a few of them going. You should nev- never release that. You should just <laughs> wait it at least another four years. Obsessive, isn't it? You know, with, mm. with with comedy as well. And you're kind of right. I need to just quite get this, but I'm like. Okay, the notes. I need the notes. Yeah, but I need to finish watching this. And I'm like, um, my girlfriend's going, "Winter, just get some sleep. This is getting ridiculous. You need, you need, you can't watch everything." No, I will. I will finish it all. And what I like to do is, I like to people I don't like. I kind of go, um, "Chill, you'll really like this. You should, you should watch this." Usually, a film though. 
<laughs> you're like, no, you watch this film. Oh, like Interstellar. Oh man, what a, the biggest heap of shit I've I've ever watched in my life. Somebody recommended weirdly. They recommended that to me the other day, but I haven't. Do not watch it. Yeah. It's four hours of your life. Oh, you will not get back. No, no, and it's so not worth it. The payoff is just so underwhelming. Four did hours. you ever watch Lost? I never. did. No, I didn't bother watching no, it. Ever. No, no, no. Well, I, I don't. Yeah, obviously, that's. That I tried. Be, yeah. I think I tried the first. Like again, if it doesn't get me after like the first mm-hmm. couple of episodes, I'm kind of I'm kind of done. As I said, of, of not watching, I recently I thought, well, maybe I should get back into watching some stuff, not comedy, just talking generally. Mm. So I watched Gotham. I thought the first, the first maybe dozen were mm. great, and I I ended up watching the last episode of season two last night. Mm. So that's episode twenty-two, I think. It was. Mm. You, you know, it was a shrug at the end. Yeah. I, I, it started off so well. I, I mean, I know that's a bit of a cliche thing to say, but definitely the first series was great. I am over the all the Marvel remakes and everything now, really. I, I can't I'm stand kind of all that I, You've got, like, never you, Daredevil. No, no. You've got Jessica Jones. All these things, they are so long-winded. This would happen faster than this in real life. It would be over. <laughs> in, it would be over in a day. And this day seems to be going on for 12, you know, for tw- 12 days. If, if, if one of these episodes is a day, do you know what I mean? But, but it's not. Usually in the episodes, there's like four days goes on. It's like, how has nothing happened still? How, why am I still watching this? This is hurting me. And everyone's like, oh yeah, but it's a really interesting story. It's a woman who's a superhero. Yeah, fine. I, I get that. Fine. Fine. But speed it up. Yeah, same with Daredevil. Okay, blind guy, Craig, speed it up. Okay, everything just get get a little bit faster, please. I've got some shit to do today. This is why you haven't seen me at a lot of comedy nights, because they're so Marvel-orientated, oh, and I'm not at any of those. No, don't get me wrong, I do like, I like, I like the comic books. So we've alienated 50% of comedians. No, I like, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling this comics. back, I'm pulling this back. I like the comic books, I do not like the new series, because they are okay. such a waste it's like diluting everything. Yeah. They're, they're, it's like, well, let's remake Total Recall. Oh, because why? Because people in it, in the beginning, weren't good-looking enough. That's what it is. Oh, we're going to put some good-looking people in it now. Oh, yeah, we're going to... The freaks, they'll still be good-looking. You know, they'll be a five. But the, the good-looking people, they'll be definitely a ten or eleven. Completely unrelatable. We, and there's no freaks in it. Arnie's not in it anymore. You know, someone, we need someone who's on a massive amount of steroids to carry that film. Because it was just so... Well, was so, so, so big. I'm glad you said that, because I wondered why they were getting so many remakes. Um, yeah. And I hadn't worked out why. It's like. selling it. This got selling, these people. These, oh, these are, these are new good-looking people that you should look up to and, and oh, my suit oh that has a Hugo Boss oh yeah oh yeah it is yeah oh what is that part of the plot no no it's not oh how did you squeeze that in oh it was so deftly done oh that's a nice watch is that Cartier uh, yes it is a Cartier oh um, we're just going to go and chase this uh, supervillain down now okay in our master is that Aston Martin DB9 oh it is how did you know it's so ridiculous isn't it you know a slow-mo with a watch just coming past the screen so yeah, you've, uh, you're saying do some, some sports now, Michael? Yeah, well, I, I thought, well, I do so much driving that I'm sitting down. Yeah. I used to think it was different to being at a desk, but it's not, it's just a, it's just a movable desk. Mm. And I'd get bad back and things like that, so I thought, well, I, I should do something, something active. When I was at school, I enjoyed badminton, so I thought, I'll go with that. There was a nice club on a Monday where you, you pay one fee, it's a lot cheaper, mm. and you get the whole evening. Yeah. But you can't pick who you're going to play. You play everybody within the club. That's what. That's the idea. Anyway. Yeah. Apart from the pros, they don't. They don't want to play you. They t- they tend to not put you against 
the best players, yeah. and the best players you can see begrudge playing somebody less than him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. from my point of view, you yeah. don't get better by playing people that are worse than you or the same. It's true. You only get better by playing people better than you. Mm-hmm. So it's nice when you do. But that that's every 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 Monday. So that's ruled out Monday gigs mm. now. But well, there again, yeah, I, I those Monday night gigs. No, I like Jolly Roger, but I've done it a lot. But occasionally, uh, badminton's not on on a bank holiday, well, whereas Jolly Roger is. So I suppose good. I can still do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got into it so much now that last night I just couldn't settle for anything. Because working nights, you tend to wait for work. Yeah. And I have all my days free. I should be the most productive comedian mm. on the on the circuit, but I'm not. You just wait to go to work. Yeah. So my housemate said, "Why don't we get some extra badminton in?" By just going for one hour today, midweek, mm. bit of practice for the Monday. Mm. That's only one on one the uh, the midweek, whereas it's not on the Monday, as yeah. I was explaining. Uh, and uh, the hour, God, the hour nearly killed us because we're yeah. doing twice as much running. But um, I'll play you sometime. I like badminton. Yeah, I'll yeah, they should. I, I'm Got wondering whether to set up a comedian mm. badminton thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose it'd have to be in London because most of them are. I travel, and most of those wouldn't want to come out to Windsor. But so I could. That's not far from me. Windsor's not far from me. Yeah, yeah. It'd be good. I, I'm, I'm very competitive. A spine, a spine. It's those little cheeky little chip shots yeah, over there. Yeah, I yeah. hate those. Oh, I hate those so much. I <laughs> get loads of shots that yeah. these. Uh, even these really good players, the county players, don't expect me to get. Mm. But the thing is, why I never beat them is because I missed most of the easy ones. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh dear, those little, those little, uh, those little what, what, what about you? What, what do you do for, for exercise? Uh, I run a bit. I run a bit. I want to get back into my karate is what I want to get back into. But it's in, it's in the evenings, so it's a bit okay. difficult, you know. But a friend of mine, Trey, has a club down in where is it? Winchester. He trains down in Winchester, and so he's got. I think opened up another club recently. It's just a bit of a far to, to travel, you know. And he does stuff in the day sometimes, but it's kind of difficult to set aside times. Well, I, I, I had, I had a few years of you know predominantly just gigging. Mm. And I think, I think I've got uh, expanding in your life as well. Yeah. So one day, one evening, doing. Mm. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't gig like uh, last night anyway because I had to be at work. Mm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gigged anyway last night. Well, I would if it had been on my doorstep, because then I could still get to work on time. Mm. There, there was no local ones. So. But as you say, waiting for when you're doing nights anyway, it's even it's even more difficult really mm. to set aside your time, isn't it? Because mm. you say, I say you're waiting even when you have the day free, kind of not quite there. Yeah. I say not the a full, full, you're not the full deck really. No, you're just not. Just waiting for work, going oh yeah. god, just a bit kind of bit zombie. Yeah, because you don't, you don't want to weigh yourself out because then you're going to mm. do a six hour shift. That's it. That's it. So is it like 12 till 6 or what is it? No, I mean, I'm exaggerating slightly. Um, Monday, I think, is... Uh, I, if I set my mind to... I could, uh, sorry, Tuesday, I could set my mind to... I could probably knock it out in about three hours. Wednesday's a killer. That's about 6. Mm. That's the one I don't like. Thursday, I could probably do that in about three to four hours. Mm. Uh, very easy, that one. I'd, it's on with a forklift and off with a forklift. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> I wish they were all like that, though. I bet. Multi-drop on the Wednesdays, they're a killer. Oh. But I, I did, I did, um, to talk about work, I did about 
three days work on Wednesday this week. I had three jobs. Mm-hmm. I just went from one to another. And I think I had a little kip between the second and third job. Mm. And I thought, wow, I've earned X amount today. That, that's brilliant. Mm. And I thought, hang on, you've done 20 hours. <laughs> wow. So it's just two and a half days mm-hmm. in one day. So wow. actually, that, that's just average pay you for. <laughs> but that's why today, mm. usually I end up not working on a Friday because I've packed a lot into Because mm-hmm. newspapers and stuff, you know, they want it out early. So by Friday, they're all, they're all winding down, you see. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't usually have any work. This is a day I usually do my sculptures. And oh, your sculptures paint, as well. Painting, it usually, they, everybody oh. wants to deliver it before Sorry. the weekend. Yeah, we did a life-size horse in somebody's conservatory, uh, celebrity. Jesus. And then, and then two years on now, they've moved back to their country of origin. So we had to get the, the, the sculpture ready for the regular removal people, because they didn't want to touch it, because... You've got to know what you're doing. Mm. And very wisely, he mm. contacted the gallery and said, couldn't we get it out just to just to the drive? Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the normal removal people take it from there. Well, that's all right. That's an easy then, just getting it out of the building itself. Yeah, but like you're there for like two hours. You, it's, yeah. you, you know, you, these people have got, you know, six levels of garden mm. to negotiate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's a mission. So that was why that was a proper job just to get it out of the conservatory and up to his front gate. But I love it when you said a life-size horse in a conservatory. Like, as I don't live in that world of like an opulence, yeah. you know. So I just thought a life-size life-size horse in a conservatory. I thought there'd be room for no nothing else. <laughs> yeah. How wrong you are! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, chairs go. Yeah, just, just, just in the corner. Yeah. That look a bit weird, wouldn't it? But it's like three meter by two meter conservatory. I was like, yeah, it's got, yeah, that's yeah. gonna be a bit awkward. Yeah, it wasn't even a focal point. In there. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was like everyone had to sit on the horse. Oh, the Who's people just still with hand? That is my girlfriend's. I don't know why. I kind of she do. I, what does she do? That's sort of, that's what they're dancing when they're all in their life. That's all she wears. That's all she wears. Just a silver hat, yeah. They always have those on, Well, they? I've got the witch's hat over there as well when they're feeling really, really... And the, um, oh, I see. It's role-play. A bit of role-play, yeah. And I've got the Viking hat as well when I want her to be, like, the shield maiden. What is it, really? Um, well, that <laughs> I is, told you. I just told you. I've got a broom over here in the corner as well. Uh, you know, we like to mix it up a bit. She My likes. ex used to be into all that. Yeah. And um, we had a massive piece of silver quartz on, mm. on our... Um, because some, some, some therapist, let's say, from yeah. the better word, came to the house and advised us about this, that and the other. And they were to do with animals as well. We had quite a sick pet. Yeah. And they said, well, get the rose-coloured quartz because it takes away the negative mm. effects of the television. Mm-hmm. So sit it on top of the television. It'll help you. But it was predominantly for the sick cat. Right. And you're like, mm, yeah, OK, we'll do it, we'll do it. To be honest, you're quite sceptical with, with most of these people. Weirdly, six of the cats fucking ignored it. Why would they? The one who was ill jumped on the top of the television and sat on the bloody rock all the wow. time. The Is piece it be- of quartz. It, it did get better. It did get better. So. I thought Whether it was that, without, who can say? Because we're not stupid, so they're still under the vet as well. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't prove anything one way or the other. But I did find that odd, that that, that, that particular cat was the yeah. one that was drawn to it. Mm. And would sit on top of a, a lumpy piece of rock. Yeah, that's it. It was not smooth, <laughs> you know, rose quartz. <laughs> that's it. You know what I mean? Interesting, maybe yeah. rather than funny, better word. 
<laughs> I thought you said, and the cat, uh, and the television fell on the cat and killed the cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When's your next, when's your next gig, Mike? Um, I've got one, Sarah Mason has organised. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, she's running a night now, is she? Um, she's got, yeah, she's running a night, but this is more of a special. Ooh. Lost Theatre, so that's on the 31st of July. Yeah. And booked for a little local gig in Reading on the 23rd, yeah. Right, um, so you're out of the, the... Comedy in the Crown, St Albans. Comedy in the Crown, St Albans, On yeah. the 19th local of July. Gig. Yeah, yeah. That's nice, I've done that before. Mm. I'm doing it, which is quite nice, with all the High Wycombe comedians, so we're all going up in a little car share. Nice. Oh, I've actually got more on than I actually thought. 16th of July, there's a music festival in Coventry, and I'm actually doing a spot at that, so mm. that'll be quite nice. And the 3rd of July, I'm in Eastbourne. June is looking completely empty. That's not to say I won't do any gigs, because I tend to turn up, but yeah. sometimes I get refused, uh, even when I'm hoping to, but um, I, will, I will be gigging in June. I yeah. just don't know where yet. Yeah. And uh, you are, I can, we can follow you at The Glory Mill. Yep. And That's my like, Twitter handle. Yeah. And your Facebook page is Michael Daly. It's Michael Daly, yes. Yeah. Uh, I got asked once, why did I pick that name mm. uh, for a comedian? And I said, because it's my name. <laughs> I'm incredibly imaginative. <laughs> you know, why, why would that be a made-up name? Well, why you would... know, welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. You know, everyone goes, oh, is your name, Winter? Is your... Yes, that is my real name. I didn't think of a name. Why would I put myself through that? Why would I do that? You know, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, but at least, at least, at least it's unusual. I, I think somebody say, well, you pick that because it's it's quirky, people remember it. You might have made that up. Michael's saying, why would you pick that as as a, a comedy name? But there's a lot of people. You know, yeah. Everybody in Ireland is called Michael. Everybody in Ireland is called Daly. And, and my parents decided to combine those two unusual names. Could have been called Brian O'Brien. <laughs> at least, at least we weren't called Brian O'Brien. Hey, but you know, come on, that'd be incredibly unimaginative. At least it was two different names. Yeah. It was a, or Daily O Daily. You know, <laughs> that wouldn't be good either, would it? Yes, because it is a first name, obviously, with um, yeah. Daily Thompson. So it has been done. I thought you were talking out your ass when you first said it, but I remembered it has happened before. It has happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apparently look like Gary Neville. I used to look like Gary Neville, yeah, the, 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 um, the goatee. Of course, Gary Neville's dad is... Neville or Neville? Neville. Neville. <laughs> Neville. 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 Well, maybe that's how they say it when they read it. They go, Neville. Oh, Neville. <laughs> <laughs> I say, we could find you all those dates then, Mike. Your Twitter handle, which is The Glory Mill. And we have your dates on the Twitter as well, or, or do you just uh, like... No, I haven't. I find them on the Facebook and all that yeah. stuff anyway, isn't it? Sometimes so, I publicise it, sometimes I I should publicise more. Everybody's talking about... You know, promoting yourself yeah. now in the comedy scene, yeah. uh, and certain people—I don't know if you've noticed on the on the uh, comedy scene—refer to themselves as a brand, a brand, a brand. Is that like Russell Brand? <laughs> <laughs> ah, comedy, <laughs> killing this podcast, <laughs> killing it, killing it, driving it into the ground. And, <laughs> at, a, at, a, at, a, uh, at a gig in Reading once, yeah. there was a fight. Okay, and um, oh, yes. we're in the basement there. Yeah? Oh. And two people from, well, I say the basement. We're in a pit, more. Mm-hmm. It's not a basement. I know what you mean. There's no ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, and two members 
of the uh, non-audience, people not listening, crashed through a balustrade and fell oh, into where we were performing. Just Miss Rodders, so he'll know which gig this is. To be fair, he carried on doing his set. Fair play to him. And they carried on fighting whilst they were landing. They really Turns out it. they were mates, and they, oh, they yeah. were friends afterwards. But, um, That's good. And they paid for the damage, uh, sort of there and then, with a check, you know, as you do. Wow. Um, with a checkbook? Jesus, a checkbook. who carries around a checkbook these days? You've got contactless. These guys, wherever this gig is, which we know, is pulling out a checkbook. They're really good. They went old school. It's in the West as well, isn't it? It's the Wild West. I know where that gig is. <laughs> if I keep moving my arm, I, I've got a problem with this arm. This is yeah. one of the things that I thought I've got to get fit for. But, of course, this is my left arm, and you don't, I don't play bad into my left arm. But I have to keep moving it all the time. I was shown this exercise the other day, and yeah. I said, how far can you move your arm back? And I went, like everybody else, you know, if I was to do hand yeah. I'd, I'd be able to manage it. And I went like that. <laughs> that oh, was as far as I could get. Oh, shit. Got better now, because I'm doing it more. But I was, I was only there. Yeah. Was, Look how far you've come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. You know, it's progress. Everything, everything is progress, Mike. <laughs> oh, no, this has been fun, Michael. I think we've done it. But we've done it. Thank you for coming on the Comedy Defect, Michael. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed that. Oh, good, yeah. Oh, and uh, we'll have you back on again another time. Excellent. And we'll be Thank talking about much. more of Ikea, and we'll have more stories from Ikea. More DIY tales. <laughs> yes. And room, DIY room. store day, yeah. that's what I should have said. More DIY yeah. store. We'll talk about being Q next. Yeah, be pro- that's progress. <laughs> Which... <laughs> <laughs> and that was episode six with comedian Michael Daly. Whenever I meet Michael, we always have a lot of fun on or off stage. He's a great guy, and I hope that showed through. I really am enjoying making every single one of these episodes. It really is so much fun. I'm enjoying meeting the people that I know and actually having some time to spend with them. I started off with, uh, wanting something from it, but now I just want to do it because I just, I'm thoroughly enjoying doing every one of these episodes, even editing. I'm reliving every moment. It is so much fun. And I'm really an awful lot about myself and how I speak. And sometimes it really bugs me. It's like you start off a sentence or a conversation and the person that you're interviewing will say something to you and then you'll repeat the same thing they've said to you back to them in a different way. Now, I'm trying to stop doing that and also going to try and stop saying, you know, and like, and yeah, yeah. That is really pissing me off. My own voice. A lot of people think the comedians like the sound of their own voice. Yeah, when you start to say the same things repetitively, it starts to really grate on me, and I'm sure it grates on you as well. If you want to follow us, we're on Twitter. It's at The Comedy Defect. If you want to follow me, it's at Winter Fonander. If you want to follow the Guinness Jokes thing, which is going to start happening soon, it's at Guinness Jokes. If you want to see my live dates, which I've got coming up, we can come see some of my stand-up, you can find them at winterphonander.com and that is my website you can see all my live dates and come see me there and come say hello if you want to donate to the podcast you can donate via patreon just go to the patreon website and type in the comedy defect podcast and we're there if you want to donate do if you can't kick back something to us just find us on podbean or itunes and leave us a nice review Guys, I'm loving every episode I'm making and every person I'm speaking to. It's great. I just feel like I'm making a massive connection with these guys and I hope you're enjoying them too. But that's it from me for now from The Comedy Defect. We'll see you next time. <laughs>